Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. And we are one day away from the kickoff of Magic Round Boxhead, and it looks like it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, looking forward to it. Some pretty good clashes uh, coming up over the weekend. We've got Storm Souths for a second time. Wayne Bennett's 900th game as a coach uh, up against the Sharkies would be a good one. Webby at the Warriors now, who have been very, very good this year up against the Panthers. Um, Dogs showed a bit of fight last week against the Raiders. Cowboys need to bounce back against uh, the Roosters. There's some fairly good matchups, and honestly, the one between the Titans and the Eagles, I reckon there could be 80 points scored in that game. Well, there might be. Because yeah. if no one defends, and we see the sort of footy that those two have been playing lately. There might be. Um, I think I looked a couple of days ago, I was wondering what the weather was like, because we obviously had the one the other year where the, the weather was terrible, and a lot of talk has been about the field and how it's going to hold up, because obviously both that and Acor had concert season in the off-season, and uh, been a bit choppy. Mm. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be dry and good weather. So, hopefully... Uh, the track holds up. Happy days. Because that would be one thing uh, you'd be a little bit worried about. But here to talk about anything that's happened in the last few days and then preview and give our tips thanks to bluebet.com.au. Uh, but kicking us off, big thanks to Sinclair, Hyundai, Penrith, Toby and the team there. Corner of York Road and Bat Street, Penrith. They get us moving here tonight. SinclairHyundai.com.au or give them a call, 47600603. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot in the last few days that already... Hadn't been spoken about or too many major points, but a little bit in signing news. The Tigers apparently interested in Sean Johnson. Even if that is the case, there's nowhere in my mind I see it possible that Sean Johnson comes back to Australia. Well, you, yeah, you wouldn't think so. After the last couple of years, way he's playing this year and the situation, even if the Tigers do come up with good money in the two-year deal, the comfort of home, being back with his wife, child, family, and everything that he missed out on in COVID, I just do not see it at all. Neither. Unless someone makes a stupid offer... And I mean stupid, and it won't be a top end club that goes looking for Johnson. And I'm sure that Johnson and the Warriors can work out something when it comes down to it. Yeah, whether it's a year to year basis, still good. Well, enough. he certainly justified it, right? hundred oh, percent. Yeah, but I'm not exactly going to be sitting there. Let's see how he finishes. Even two or three years, <laughs> let, let the year go, and twelve months at a time. It's not like he's going to be underpaid. Sure, they'll pay him well enough. Yeah. Um, but when that popped up today, even the fact they're interested, like, of course, the Tigers are interested in everybody. Yeah. But. Yeah, but with, with what's happened in the last few years, there's no way I see Sean Johnson relocating again from New Zealand. That's just that side of things. They've also signed a player, uh, Tony Pello, who is a utility fullback, centre, uh, halfback from the Queensland Cup. He was playing at Wynnum Manly, signed a two-year deal. Sort of had a look, because I've heard the name before, but yeah. he's playing off the bench for Wynnum Manly. So, a bit of a, a, a bit of a weird one, but he's heading to the Tigers effective immediately. So, a bit of cover, I guess, in a few positions. And Royce Hunt, the Sharks, continued to lock up that group. He's extended by two years now. Teague Wilton come out today all but confirmed that's where he wants to be. His manager's taking care of it, but he wants to stay as well. So to the point of what we talked about the other day with a team like Souths and them, good core group, good group of young players, couple of key guys locked in, everyone sort of committing, not taking huge haircuts, but for a window that's open right now and a lot of guys that are going to have a lot of chances to play rep football and make money, it seems like everybody's keen on what's building at the Cronulla Sharks. So yeah. I think it's only a matter of time before T. Wilton will also be named uh, as a key re-signing on that side of things. Uh, any other sort of little bit of talking points that have come out in the last few days, I guess. Sam Walker spoke uh, for the first time since things happened and said he's not going anywhere. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Like we said, it's a 20-year-old kid. I think everyone forgets how quickly he debuted. Here he's, yeah, he's got baby. one right. year left yeah. to go on his deal. This is a bloke that could still play Jersey Flag next year. I think all of it is just been beaten up because it's a story that you can beat up and bring some stories out of or quotes or unknown sources, barbecue and tomato. Yep. Um, but, yeah, why, why would he want to go anywhere? And, again, of all the options, when you really think about it, 
Brisbane was probably the, one of the bigger ones and the Titans that were after him last time. Titans have got two kids in their system already in their top squad are former Australian schoolboys. They've got another one in Tom Weaver. They've got foreign for another year. Um, you know, looking at North Queensland side of things, they've got two kids, similar deal. Duffy, Jake Burke, Chester, who just did his ACL, did, and they got probably four halves there. Chad's still got another year to go. There's, there's teams that would certainly make the move if it became available, but I, I just don't see any reason for it. No, me either. Like, there's, no. there's, there's logic here right now to what they're doing. Kiri's got a year to go. Hit a bit of a, a bit of a patch. There's clearly a couple of things they wanted to improve on. Manu's tightened things up defensively, but it's highly possible that in 12 or 18 months' time, he's 21 years old, he's in the halves of Joseph Manu. And they move forward. Yeah. Once Kiri moves on. Like, yeah. We don't know. If this carries on for another year and a bit and they're both not happy, different story. It won't carry on that long. No, but I couldn't see the toys getting thrown out of the cot after two weeks of cut. Let's put it that not way. Not two weeks. No. But so for give now, it another two and, you know, another month. We'll see There'll certainly be waves. Uh, probably the only other thing, again, I didn't really pay too much attention to it, but it certainly got a lot of talk the last few days is some people ranting and raving about the fact that the Knights players in their bye week have been given some time to go on holidays and some guys have gone to Bartley. You think that's a bad look? I think it's ridiculous. Yep. There's absolutely no way that they should be going anywhere. But I guess if they if they won by 40, then people would be going, well, you know. Yeah, get off their back. Yeah. And that was sort of the opinion that I had today. I'm like, well, again, this is another easy story to bring up. You're running second last and you got smashed by 40 the other week. But clearly this is something that was booked, organized, and they would have seeked permission from the club or been told that they were going to get extra time off enough to be able to go and do this. So... If this was all sort of locked what in. What I find hard is that it, like, it's not like it's their only buy. No. Nah. They're getting through this year and it's early in the year. I, I wouldn't think this would be the time where you'd be giving players off, uh, players time off. Mm. And I'd be more targeting probably, if you've got a buy post-origin, I'd be thinking about that as you, you know, you want to give them a week off. But yeah, each their own. They'd have their reasons for it. Yeah. It's divided some people. Like, you know, no surprise again. But again, if, unless you're on the inside, you don't exactly. really know. Yeah. You don't really know. Uh, but yeah, no surprise again. You hear the players today, basically, some saying lay off and good on them, and you're hearing coaches and some media personalities on the flip side of it. I'm like, well, how are we surprised here? It's no yeah. different to all the talk during the week again about transfer windows and signing and drafts and how this all worked. The players, the clubs, and officials are all against each other. Yeah. And there's no surprise as to why, because everyone's arguing more for their side of the story or what suits you know their side of the fence. So. Yeah. I think this one falls into the exact same category. Um, probably the last one I saw, which sort of intrigued me, AFL, naming is it their 19th team in Tasmania for 2028. But I think it's more of the argument. 2028? 2028. But I think it's more the argument people had is in forward planning. So they know that's going to be the case. Yeah. 2028 Tasmania, they're going to get four or five first-round draft picks for the first couple of years. They're going to get a million dollars exemption outside of the cap to help recruit, and they'll establish the father-son rule. So... Straight away there, I guess some people have made up the argument of why don't we sort of do similar again. We're already talking about these teams. Maybe we put in a bit more of a blueprint and, and get it sorted earlier in conjunction with the TV but deal. But didn't they get government funding and stuff? Like, oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they've been going there for a long time. It was Hawthorne that were playing games down there for a long time. No idea. I don't know enough about it, but I think it was more a lot of people saying it's a good idea to give this sort of room for the preparation for it. Well, I'm assuming that... Look oh, at the difference. Yeah. The Dolphins got 18 months and, mm. and look at what they're doing. Five it's, years. it's amazing what they're doing, mm. considering. Um, yeah, of course. And that, that's sort of what sprung from it. And also talk this week about the next team potentially being a second Melbourne team. I sort of don't know if I'd be going that route. And that's not as a Melbourne person thinking about competition because nothing really down there to compete with in terms of juniors or prospects or anything at this point in time. But there's certainly bigger footprints or other places like a WA the second New Zealand team, or I still think Queensland could do with another I'll be team. I'd another, almost another one in Brisbane. Oh, that's what I was about to say. I think there's still another footprint up there, if not New Zealand or WA for a new time zone. Yeah. I think they're all areas I'd be looking at before I went looking at a second Melbourne team. And I've said this myself as a Melbourne fan, if Melbourne wasn't successful, Melbourne wouldn't exist. Hmm. Plain and simple. Melbourne needed to be what it turned out to be. They couldn't have dreamt that Melbourne... Uh, early doors, yeah. 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 But I think consistently still over the long time, plus private ownership... The NRL could have only dreamed that Melbourne turned out to be what they are. Yeah. Otherwise, it could have been a complete money drain and something they would have had to have abandoned. Yeah. But with private ownership and where it's got to now, we clearly know that's not going to be the future. They're very well backed, very well funded, and even post-Bellamy, 
with the owner situation, it's not something that's going through News Limited and the game's funds anymore. So it's at least it's not a burden in that regard. But um, yeah, that, that opened up a can of worms for a lot of people to think, well, we're already talking about these teams. Why aren't we in a similar situation where we try to land on a decision before we get to the next TV deal? So there's multiple years there to put the groundwork in and know that that club's going to be able to kick off without too much worry. And even if, I know if you're a couple of years out, it's hard with signings, but it at least gives you a lot to pre-plan with whatever the signing system is at the time, obviously. Yeah. And map out a good blueprint and scope some kids and build some junior pathways, etc. Um, yeah, that's sort of the news that's happened in the last couple of days. There wasn't a whole lot else um, that I sort of thought I only, or wanted to talk about. Is there anything you seen no. or want to bring up? No. Well, let's get into the preview of Magic Round. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. But just remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Best bet this week has gone up on the app. I've kept it simple, to be honest. Last week was one leg short. I thought Souths were looking pretty good last time against Melbourne, but Melbourne got the job done. Melbourne's off the buy. Um, I think Souths would be pretty confident after what they did to Brisbane last week and heading up there again. So I think I was going to send through. I don't know if it's gone up yet. I went Latrell and Souths as my bet of the week. There you go. So that one what should be up. Uh, I think it was 350. There you go. Souths and Latrell. So back that one in. Um, I had a look at a few other options, but. Yeah, there was a few games in a head-to-head I wasn't so confident of. Well, the odds weren't quite what I was thinking, so I steered clear of a couple other games, and there's a few other try scorers that probably weren't quite there. Uh, charity account still sitting at $597, hoping to add to that this week, so let's see how we go. Uh, but in terms of games, the first game we have for Magic Round is the Friday night, 6 p.m. It kicks us off with the Dogs. And the Raiders for the Dogs is talk that Karaz will be ruled out or has been ruled out. He was named to return from that knee injury. Max King has to face a fitness test, so not sure what's going to happen there. If so, Harrison <laughs> Edwards would likely come into the squad. And Blake Wilson, who is in the squad now after that late uh, withdrawal, is likely to debut on the wing, if that's the case. And I thought, where's Jarrell Skelton? But apparently he got suspended last week in New South Wales Cup. So unfortunately for him, he may miss his opportunity wow. to make his NRL debut. And Blake Wilson's the lucky man who looks like he might be getting that opportunity to debut on the wing. Carl Oluapu has also been kept on the bench for his second game. And Franklin Pelle is also a chance for a late inclusion. Uh, in terms of the Raiders side of things, Arta Mariota comes back from a hand injury. And Xavier Savage is named for the first time. On the wing, Albert Hopwade is out of the side there. So, look at that one. Shouldn't be too bad. Anytime I've sort of written the Bulldogs off, the one thing I certainly can't question is their effort. Absolutely. They've been in yeah. every single game. Um, interested to see Oluwapu get a second run and what they sort of think about this week. From the Canberra side of things, Mariotto coming back on the bench is a bit of a change. So, they've got Harawira and Irish straight back out and... Savage on a wing will be interesting to see how that sort of works with him and Chris. Yeah. And they get into good ball. Does he sort of jump into one or they rotate sort of between those positions and get him some time there to get his it's confidence just, back? It's, yeah, it's confidence in legs. Get his engine back uh, <clears throat> in terms of fitness. I think if, again, similar to a couple of the games earlier in the year, if the Raiders are serious and want to play finals football, they should win this game. Yeah. Um, the dog's getting a couple back, but it's still. Fairly undermanned, if you want to talk about it. And even if guys like King play, uh, in, in terms of what they're rolling off the bench and Pelé off an injury, low minutes, Hughes' young kid, Ockenball, being forced to play the middle. If Canberra's serious, they should do a job through the middle and win this game. Yeah. And I'm not saying comfortably, but they should def- they, they should just win. I don't care how it gets done, but they need to win this game of football. Correct. Plain and simple. Um, they played with their food a little bit last week and let the Dolphins back in. That can't be the case here with the Bulldogs because they are a team who will not go away. On the Bulldog side of things, I guess, yeah, it comes down to what troops you've got, and you know they're certainly not going to go away. I like the fact last week those few tries come off chanting their hand in yardage when the team was compressed and Burns chucked that ball to Averillo a couple of times. I, I doubt the Raiders are going to give opportunities like that away. Yeah. Um, but there's clearly an advantage here having Papala E, Tarpany, Young, Horsburgh, then able to roll in solo, Mariota, Gula, where on the other side of the fence you've got two or three guys you're not even sure are going to play yet in your forward pack. Yeah. So... With that being the case, I'm on the Raiders. Me too, mate. For the kickoff game uh, on Friday, and 
hopefully that one turns out to at least be, no pun intended, a dog fight. And we'll look at the odds thanks to bluebet.com.au. The outsiders are the doggies, $2.45. The Raiders, $1.55 uh, in this one. And what have we got next? Manly and the Broncos, uh, the prime time game Friday night. For Manly, Brad Parker and Tola Kula have been returned to uh, respectively in the centres from their knee injuries. They're both expected to play. Benny Trevojevic is back on the bench. Aaron Woods also returns with Toff Sipley banned for three matches for a crasher tackle. And everyone's eyes are obviously still on Tom Trevojevic. He's been named in the one. KO Weeks is still there in the 22. He's in jersey 19 for now. Tupelotu also pushed out in jersey 21 uh, with those two centres returning. So have to see if there's any other late changes, but that's probably the only other one if unless one of those centres is not fit to go. Um, so if yep. those centers aren't ready to go, Garrick might go back into the centers for Tupelotu to go to a wing. Raymond Viagra's also there if that's the case, and they have to reshuffle in any way, and KO Weeks is there again, or Garrick to one, etc. They've got a few options, um, just pending fitness for those few players. But on the Brisbane side of things, uh, tough loss last week, but get back Payne Haas, get back Ezra Mam, so I'm sure they'll be feeling pretty happy, confident, and looking to bounce back. Looking, again, similar deal on the other side of the fence. Those sort of injury issues and those sort of clouds. Um, I think if Cooler and Parker are any bit underdone with the Stags, Farmworth matchup, that's something to worry about. In particular, Farmworth's been playing some really, really good football. Man, we know, sort of just brings that spark and a little bit of flair, a bit like Cody Walker did off the end of a Reynolds, and Haas is the best prop in the comp, or close to. Yeah. So that's a huge in for the Broncos on that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Um, like to think that Manly are going to put in a better showing than what we saw last week but again with a few injury clouds and whatnot, and looking at what they're going to bring off their bench if anyone is a little bit underdone mm, yeah I think, I think this one I'm not, I'm not going to say it's going to get ugly but I'm pretty confident Brisbane's going to win yeah yeah me too I hope this isn't like a couple of years ago where I thought we're going to get a really good game in Brisbane I think it was got obliterated and vice versa, I think they've done it once to each other up there on yeah, Magic Ground, yeah. where they've both got copped it a bit. But yeah, a couple of guys that are back from injury might be a little bit underdone. Brisbane will be stinging a little bit from last week, so I'm sure they'll want to make sure they hit home the advantage here. And with bluebet.com.au, Manly have gone out a little bit further than what I looked earlier. They're now $3.80. A $1.27 favorite are the Broncos, minus 11.5 is the line in that one. Uh, and then the early Saturday game to kick things off should be a cracker. Warriors, Panthers, like we said, Webster up against his old club. And in terms of the Warriors, Charles Nickel-Klukstad looks like he will return from concussion as long as he passes the relevant protocols. I think the day is day 11. So they said 11-day stand down. Is that the full 11 or cleared with it? on the 11th day? I'm not sure. And Tohu Harris, who looked like he was going to be out, has been named again. I, I guess the concern here is a few weeks ago, he was named two or three weeks in a row and pulled out. So... Mm. If it's a similar injury to that, again, there's a possibility of a late withdrawal. Panthers, much-needed help back in the middle. Fisher-Harris named in the front row to start. Lenyu is in the reserves for now, so could be a late inclusion, but not too sure on that calf. Um, Liam Henry could be the one to miss out if that's the case. Luke Garner, also in the reserves, but named to play in cup, so unlikely he'll be back in the team this week. But I actually think this one... Is a danger game for Penrith, in all honesty. If Tohu, Chans, you know, are back, they've obviously got Murata back on board. Their forward pack's been playing pretty well. Um, I do much prefer it when they had Jazz and Dill coming off the bench. Dill's obviously playing the six right now. Jazz is missing. That, that, that I think, takes a little bit away from what they're getting off their bench. But Penrith certainly, like we said, you, you have the success they've had for the last three years, you lose a bit of depth. So similar deal. They're not rolling with as much as what they had before. Lindsay Smith... Liam Henry, Jamin Sammy, you're not exactly setting the world alight with what they're getting from their bench. It's a big ask for Fish after almost a month plus out to play big minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think this would be a lot tighter than what people think. So I agree. I expect Penrith to win, though. Mm. It's particularly, you know, out of what happened last week, I think we'll see a response. Yeah. Particularly, there's been a little bit of talk this week about Nico Hines' form, so... I'm going to tip Penrith as well, but I'm telling you right now, I was very close to getting on the Warriors. And, it yeah, would, and honestly, too. it wouldn't surprise me. 
the main thing is pretty much what I said there. When their bench had those two guys in particular, yeah, um, and they had Volkman or somebody else, which they could have done, mind you, but missing Jazz and not having deal that one-two punch, um, yeah. And I, I worry about Tohu. I've I've had that sort of knee issue before when it's niggling and you you strap it up and you're getting it drained or needle. It's not a great feeling. So no, it's not. Um, the fact that there's a couple of guys there probably. A little bit the walking wounded, but they, they certainly won't have it their own way. Well, from what we've seen so far, and even last week in that monsoon, they'll defend their goal line. They're fairly resilient. This this could turn into a real arm wrestle, to be honest, Yeah. Um, in terms of the way these two play. And looking forward to see how each other tries to break one another down, because obviously it hasn't been as easy for Penrith with the weapons that they've sort of missed out on this year. And, uh, the Warriors have certainly not only improved very, very much so in their defensive side of things, but you pointed out the other week, their secondary shape and their attack, obviously, is looking better and improving all the time. It obviously helps when you've got your full spine there, which they don't at the moment. Yeah. But there's certainly been some improvements made on that side of the ball. Yeah, it's not well. a little out plays with the Warriors. When they're fresh and they're going about their business, they're pretty good at the moment. They test you on every play, which is unreal. They've got bodies moving all over the place. So it tells me they're fit and they've got a plan. So they're executing it quite well at the moment, aren't they? Mm. Um, I expect them to have one for Penrith. Uh, because, you know, having been in that system, it gives you a little bit of a knowledge and uh, no doubt Andrew Webster's got his thoughts around how to best break it down or at least test it, stress it. And, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Warriors come up with because they look, you know, they've got a different plan every week and they play differently according to their opposition. So, yeah, they're a good team to watch at the moment. Yeah, like I said, Fish is a good in, but again, we're when massive in. Sorensen for me is so much better when they've got him in their middle rotation. So when I'm looking at him, Hosking, Yo, just yeah, I don't know how much they're going to call for Henry, Lindsay, Jamin. Like I think those guys are only at low minutes, like twenties, thirties max. Sony's time. I, that still is the main reason why I'm still looking at the Warriors with glowing eyes, thinking if they can get into the sort of arm wrestle and defend that way they have, I wouldn't. It really wouldn't surprise me if they win this game. Yeah. Um, but let's have a look at the odds. Thanks to Bluebet. .com.au, the Warriors are $3.50 outsiders. Penrith are a $1.30 favourite, 10.5 start there. I, honestly, I'd probably just take the points. I don't see this as the big scoring game in terms of whoever wins. No. I could easily see this game being, you know, a try, two try max. So I'd be comfortable taking 10.5 on the Warriors. Yeah. Um, given the way both teams are going at this point in time. Uh, but moving on from that one. Sharks-Dolphins, uh, the middle game on Saturday at 5.30, the 900th game for the seven-time Premiership winning coach Wayne Bennett. For the Sharkies, Royce Hunt moves into start-up prop with Hamlin Uele ruled out with that knee injury. Uh, there could also be a late change on game day with McInnes to start for Fanukin, who returns at lock, I guess, because he's missed a month, but he's also back to help with that middle rotation. For the Dolphins, Tessie New returns, Anthony Milford and Mason Teague also return. Uh, Milford's inclusion is on the bench. Could potentially see a shift at some point, I guess, for Cody Nicarima into dummy half. Uh, but we also know they've used Mason Teague in that role. Kurt Donahoe, they've, they've sort of used a few young guys there to yeah. back up if they want to give Marshall King some time. I, for me, I wouldn't even bother. Just Marshall King to me plays out every week if he's healthy and ready to rumble. Uh, there also is the possibility of finally getting a look at of Valance Tafare, who was the barrel and just bouncing ball centre that they brought over and have added into their squad. He's been playing in cup, but Brinko Lee's under a cloud. So apparently if he's missing, Val will get his debut this week. Yeah, well, He's certainly a handful in the football. Mm. Um, had a little bit to learn defensively because rugby union's obviously a bit different with 15 on the field and the spacing and your decision making. But the games I've seen up there, he is very destructive when he carries the ball. Yeah. So that could be a good piece of entertainment to see. Um, but for this one, I guess thinking the same thing that we think every single week, and that's, they're always in it. They're always in the fight. Um, they don't go away. Like we said last week, they're basically the liquid man. Um, but I think... This is a different class, though, and this is a yeah. team that's going to put points on you. Exactly. And going to put scoreboard pressure. I, I really like the way the Cronulla are playing, and I expect them to win, but I think there will be an extra little bit of steel in the with the 900th. Yeah. Suncorp. It's sort of appropriate that Banner gets to beat Suncorp. I don't think... Uh, I don't think... Wayne will make much of a big deal about it, but yeah, yeah you think the players will be lifting for it. Yeah, and I'm sure those leaders like your Bromwiches, Felice, Kenny, etc., will be stressing the point to the group Yeah, um, of the occasion, being from Melbourne, which was an occasion they wanted to make the big 
sort of hoo-ha of game 150, 100, whatever. Any milestone should be a big milestone for everybody else and you should want to do the job for that person on the milestone. So yeah. um, I'm sure in that early days, like we said, they brought a lot of those guys for culture and re- that reason, I have no doubt those three in particular will be pushing that same wheelbarrow. Yeah. But if it's a big occasion for an individual, it's a big occasion for all of us. So could be a debutant and could be his 900th game. But yeah, I'm sort of with you. Uh, even again, unfortunately, bringing up like a young guy like Val might come in play and it'll be a different story marking up on a Sifa Talakai or a Jess and Ramian if they get him out in space or have Nico Hines on those sweep shapes or Will Kennedy wrapping around there and trying to create numbers. So um, that and Nick Arima, a guy and Katala, it's going to be a much different defensive test for their edges and their halves and yeah. a couple of those inexperienced guys. So I think Sharks as well, um, but no doubt, I think there'll be a big fight put in by the Dolphins given the occasion and the bluebet.com.au odds are the Sharks are dollar thirty-seven favorite. Dolphins also sponsored by Bluebet three ten nine and a half is the line there on that one. And Saturday wraps up with the blockbuster. Only had it a couple of weeks ago. It is the Storm up against the Bunnies for Melbourne. Elise Katoa, similar to Chance, he suffered a head knock on that day. It's more than likely that he will play, um, but there could possibly be a laid out again. Has to pass the relevant. Concussion protocols, uh, Tommy Eisenhuth or Tyron Wishart could come in if he is out for the Rabbitohs. Tevita Tatala and Harmo Sela go back to their original roles after swapping places before kickoff last week. Could happen again late by Demetrio. And Liam Knight returns for his first game in over 12 months. He played his first game of Cup last weekend. So yeah, he did. Yeah, that was on Foxtel. An inclusion uh, in their side of things. And one, again... It'll certainly help with their rotation. So good timing. Now they've got Arrow, Knight, Burgess on their bench. They're starting to get a bit more flexibility, versatility, leg speed. Certainly an upgrade. Sele's yeah. been in great form as well. Tatola coming back if healthy. He played a whale of a game last week. This is sort of that middle that we're talking about. They probably need a guy like Knight to stay healthy. So they've got that extra guy in that rotation. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, they do. That's right. And that's probably the big thing. Um, and for that reason, I think they're, they're a better matchup for Melbourne that week. Uh, this week with that. I think the back row thing sort of hurts if they had a Kalamatungi going up against a, you know, Alessia Katoa or, or a Liero, Cheekham host. I think that sort of evens out. I, I think it's a fairly even game in general. Lots of interesting matchups. Obviously, good halves matchups. Meany's been playing really good football. Um, the centre matchup would be, be quite interesting. Campbell Graham on Olam. The heat-seeking missile will certainly, I think, be looking out for stretch. So all across the park here, there's plenty to look at. Walker Munster going at each other. Bit yeah. of niggle. It's going to be um, a battle of two, game. two nines. Uh, this this is a really, really good game of football. Melbourne are off the bye. Probably a little bit refreshed. I think Seattle are riding high and trying to you know, prove that going through a tough draw to start the year, they can bank some points and get into origin, I guess, with a lot of those boxes ticked and some paints, uh, points banked. So for that reason and the way they're playing right now, I'm going to give a slight edge to South, and that's what I'm going with. Yeah, so... Um, I think Melbourne certainly give them all they can handle, but I think also they'll be stinging a little bit the way they played last time against Melbourne. No, they, yeah. they did the one thing that we talked about that was old South. They got a bit frustrated, bogged down, started to force things, and yeah. Storm just wouldn't break. They defended them for the last 10, 15 minutes. So I think we'll see a it's much probably more... probably Melbourne's best performance of the year. Mm, it was pretty good, but... Ripper of a game. Looking forward to that one. Great matchups all across the park. And the odds with bluebet.com.au. Storm slight outsiders at $1.95. $1.85 favorite are the Rabbitohs. And minus one and a half is the line there. Tigers. See, I should be grateful they don't have to go to Melbourne. They haven't won there in 20 years or whatever, have they? Oh, something ridiculous. Yeah, and I think there'll be a few teams at the back end of the year that are happy. Um, we get kicked out Amy Park for the Women's <laughs> World Cup. They've named two games so far at Marvel. But I think they've still got a few games they've got to figure out where they're going to okay, be. Yeah. So, again, any time you don't have to go to any park is a good time, I guess. Definitely. Uh, Tigers-Dragons. This is an interesting one. Tigers obviously broke the duck last week, and that was big for them. The Dragons have come off a week where they had a great performance on Anzac Day, just missed out, had a Barry Crocker last week, and have had nothing but drama all week. And, again, it's hard to feel sorry for them because the, the club's brought it on themselves. Yeah. I think the club and the leadership of the club should be embarrassed by what's going on right now. And they've got no one to blame but themselves for what's happening. Um, point the finger at Griffin or this, that, and the other, or anything you've heard this week. It's all a crock of shit. None of this happens if the club actually had some balls and some proper guidance and leadership. 
to navigate their way through this. And it should have never got to the point that it did, like we said. But they essentially sacked him softly in round two with the way they used their words rather than just owning their mistake of extending him in the off-season yeah. and heading in a different direction. So it's as simple as that right now. I, I find it... I feel sorry for fans and a lot of people that do listen to this are fans that they keep having to deal with this shit. Yeah. That any of the stories and bits and pieces are during the week about, well, this is Hook's problem and that's this problem. I'm fucking... No, it's the club's fault. Everything that's going on right now is the club's fault directly. Mm. They had full control of the situation and they've drove, driven the bus into the, into the situation it's in right now. And they've got no one to blame for themselves and it's another wasted year. And that's the yeah. cold, hard truth of it, unfortunately. But for the Tigers, Tommy Talao comes back into the centres in place of Brent Naden, who was suspended. There's a possibility that Asu Kapoa could return in that position, returning from illness. He's also in the interchange list. Uh, the side, other than that, is as it was last week for that win from Penrith. For the Dragons, big changes. Uh, Zach Lomax dropped. Jacob Little dropped. And among those coming in, Jaden Sullivan goes back onto the bench. Talk during the week and footage obviously revealed that Sullivan was training the halves and Ben Hunt was going to hooker. Whether it's a late change to him to start or the talk was and Bayer would start the game, Hunt would shift in and Sullivan would move there depending on how the game's going. I don't know. I know when we talked about this a year or so ago, I sort of ran it and raved that, you know, he plays it for Australia, he plays it for Queensland. I'm, I know it's not his preferred position, but for the future of that club and that spine, which is probably the best thing they had, I would have wanted him to move to nine. The fact they've now persisted for 18 months not doing that and re-signed him as a half, and that's what he wanted to play, I'm confused. So I'm assuming his close relationship with Griffin's probably led to this. I think it's dumb. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know what to say. Cause I think again, he's their best player. And he's the best player in his position of choice is seven. Yeah. The most important position on the field is seven. Yeah. Anything that Hook does now, I think is pointless because he's not going to have his job. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know whose decision. I agree. Is, you know, like, yeah, I think but it's there's his, reports. But... Well, the reports are that Hunt's not overly happy about it. No, because he basically said it as much. When you know, like he's happy to do it at Origin because he's got look at the players he's got. Yeah, it's different there, like and it's, it's one, it's three games, a couple a year. of games. It's not yeah. twenty four games when you're getting older. And 30, you take 30, those jerseys 30. in whatever capacity they're handed to you. Mm. This when, is completely different when you're getting older. You don't. I play making... player like yeah, and what like really? If you're coaching against Ben Hunt in the middle of the field, like he's making fifty tackles. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what I say. You're pounding. You're just going to run him up. Yeah. And he showed a few years ago, again, his quality there when he did play he can the, do He can handle it, but he shouldn't have to do it. No, like it's, they should have made this decision, like I said, it's a, not a, a long time ago. It's not should have to do. It's sort of 18 months past that point where they needed to make that decision. Or but that's my put opinion. that to him. I, yeah. But I'm confused now. They so. bought Jacob Little for a reason, didn't they? Well, they just extended Jacob Little. So and now that, he's playing reserve. This is my other question. So I'm like, well, I highly doubt Griffin's doing the contract. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Tracks at this point, Tom. So is this him doing his own thing because he knows he's on the other end going, like, stuff it, I'm still coaching, I'm in control. But they've just extended little until 2026. They're obviously not giving him capacity to sign contracts. They're getting rid of the bloke. So this is one of those awkward sort of tussles again where, like I said, if you had control of your club and did what you should have done at the start if you didn't want him to be there and that was your decision, you brought this on yourself. Same as all the people complaining this week about Lomax or saying... You know, it's the coach's fault, this, that, and the other. Like, fuck that noise. When's Lomax going to take some accountability for all this talk? I heard the, the worst argument I heard of all this week was Crawley on 360 saying he he was in the same Australian schoolboy side as Campbell Graham. And look at the difference. I'll tell you the fucking difference, Crawley. One's having a dig, clearly training hard, playing mine. Yeah, he's in a good football side. And one's got his head up his ass. He's getting paid mash money and he's not fucking delivering on it. You can't blame all the coaches for that. How many games of first grades have you played now? Yeah. How long has he been in first grade for? Mate, this is why I don't watch 360 They had anymore. an origin forward pack. Can I finish? Mate, can I finish? Can had I finish? an origin forward pack the first few years he played there. He's got Ben Hunt. He's had quality around him, to be honest. Yeah. 
at, so, at some point, you can't, can't blame agree. everybody else and then go, oh, you shouldn't drop him because he's on $700,000. Maybe he needs to fucking kick up the ass. Yeah. So, right. I, don't I, don't, I, don't know, I don't have any issue with it. If Griffin thinks he should be dropped, then he's the coach. That's his decision. Well, it's the way he's choice. been playing, about the only reason you could sit there and go, well, he's our goal kicker. And even that's yeah. fucking 60% this year. To so. be fair, based on how he's been playing, he should go to Anthony Griffin and say, thank you for not dropping me earlier. Yeah. Basically. I think Griffin's showed a fair bit of faith in him. And the fact he's got both the Fiennes available now, Suley's been playing well and Ravalala's back this week. It's not like they've rolled him out for just anyone to get a go. Yeah. Um, the Fiennes... The I'm glad he's not playing New South Wales Cup this weekend anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And it's not, like I said, that, that argument the other night was just fucking stupid. Like, oh, he was in that team with Campbell Graham. It's like, great, he was an Australian schoolboy. There's plenty of Australian schoolboys that don't go on to fulfil their talent. And it's not all on yeah. coaches. It's on the individual. He's played more than enough first grade right now. They paid him four point two million dollars over six years. He's not even he's just hit halfway of that deal. Yeah. So when are you going to deliver on that potential? Take some accountability on that yourself. Agreed. Not all on coaches and other people. Agreed, Most of it is on the individual side. It's no different to the Schuster argument this week about eating and on your side, man. what's the club doing and this, that and the other. It's like, well fuck, when Schuster goes home, just like when Louis leaves work, no one's watching what I'm doing. If I rip out a bucket and start dropping super drives <laughs> left, right and centre. You know, like unless man there, you're going to fucking lock him to the heater in the dressing rooms area and put some muscle meals in front of him and say, you're staying here 24 hours a day. There's only so much you can do for a bloke. Yeah. You can give him all the nutrition, sports, science, high performance and fucking training you want. But when he goes home, what he eats, what he does and how he behaves is beyond their control. Same here for someone training, living up to their potential, playing well, doing video, working on their flaws. At some point, it's to the individual. It's all on you. He's got all the job security in the world. He's got all the money in the world. Where's the motivation? Clearly, it hasn't been there because he's got job security. So someone's trying to give him a kick up the ass and let him know that he's pissing up the wall. And yeah. what's, the, what's the shock factor here? You've got three years to go on $2.1 million. He's not going anywhere. No one's going to buy him off him. They can't get rid of him. No, but don't. they're trying to make a point to him, clearly. And it's a fair point. I agree, mate. So pull your head out of your ass. You should be playing better. You're a first grader and a very fucking good one at that. Should be probably pushing for rep jerseys by this point with the amount of first grade he's played. Yeah. But we haven't seen it. Yeah, he should be. That's right. How about this guy? Dropped a cup. <laughs> All right, after my round, Blood right? 3 <laughs> p.m. on Sunday. 3 p.m. Sunday. The return. <laughs> uh, Zach Lomax is going to be looking to shred New South Wales Cup. Can he deliver? How about that goal kicking? <laughs> You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be kicking out at Blacktown at 3pm on a Sunday either. It yeah. gets windy as nice shit and windy. Nice and windy. But looking at the lineups for this one, uh, I, I wonder if Fiona is going to be on the same side as his brother. They come through together, sort of playing centre wing in the junior apps or both playing centres like in different combinations. When they played New South Wales and Australian schoolboys, mm. they played on the same side together. Wouldn't that be the dream? Oh. If you're a centre wing combo, dishing them to your brother or holding on to them, that'd be gross. So there might be the potential... For those two, because in my head, thinking about right now, Suli's the right centre, Ravalar was playing with him, so it's it's probably likely that the Fiennes will be on the left side together. There you go. Uh, what they do, the halves hooker situation, like we said with Sullivan, uh, be interesting to see how that plays out. For the Tigers, I think you saw the secret sauce last week. The weather probably made them play more to their strength, which is off their middles and RP, but that's the way they should be playing every week. 100%. Simplify things, roll up field, play off second phase, and let look brute... Look brute... Luke Brooks pick his moments to kick, yeah. run, and just control the game. Take the stress off him. Yeah. Because that's the strength of your side. It's not rocket science. Yeah. So yeah, let's man. see if they can do that. And I've, we've both said this a few times now, but I really like Junior Tupo. I think Junior Tupo... I'll tell you who else I like. Fanua Pole. Fanua Pole is a good player. He is going well. He is good. And another one who's eligible to play flag still. Mm. So... I like him. Bit of potential. I think in... he's developing very nicely. Yep. Give him another two or three years. It's and going to be... uh, Buller had some good moments last week when stressed and strained at the back end of the game. Threw yeah, a pass, right. come up with a try saver. That was Clean... his first grade debut. Yeah. That was his second game. Second game. Cleaned so, up some nice yeah. bombs. Um, yeah, so... sorry, he played against Manly. Obviously, Hopefully he, he keeps saying But, some... mate, yeah, he... like, if he's making those sort of improvements, he's, you know, short term in his career, it's... Yeah. it's exciting to think how far he could potentially go, isn't it? But... Mm. It's just good to see those signs in a big game. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a possibility here to work over Sua. Sua's back from a shoulder injury early. 
Uh, might be a little unknown. And Billy Burns on the other side of the field. He's a guy that's got plenty of ability with the football, but has been exposed defensively as well. So if they win that middle and can get to their edges early, I think there's probably a pretty good matchup in particular on Billy Burns for the Tigers yeah. to try and work over and try and get at. So um, that and when Sullivan comes on, he's obviously a smaller body. If they do play him at nine and leave Benny Hunt, certainly be channeling him through the middle of the field or similar deal, catch him out on an edge if possibly could. So I think the Tigers are going to make it two in a row. It's hard to say that, but that's where I am. I can't see it. You going the Dragons? Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't be tipping the Tigers until they... Well, I'd love to see a response, but it's like days like Anzac Day surprise me, and then you see a day like last week, and I'm yeah, like, you no, guys are kidding no, me. Just, no. So, I just... First one we're split on, and the odds with bluebet.com.au, they agree with you. The Dragons' slight favourites at eighty-five. The Tigers, $1.95, minus one and a half is the line there. Uh, that's the first of the games early on Sunday. The middle game on Sunday, Roosters-Cowboys for the Roosters. Uh, Brandon Smith was named. He went for a precautionary neck scan last week. Yeah. It's a bit bit of a worry. Um, but he's expected to play. Jared Rhea Hargraves is expected to come back. So if that's the case, Matt Lodge will shift back to the bench. For the Cowboys, they get back Helium Lukey off that hamstring, which is a worry because it's something that can reoccur fairly often, but they need him with the, the forwards they're missing in Jeremiah Nenai. Having a four-week suspension with Chad Townsend's calf is bad, but he's been named. If he can't go, it's likely that Ben Hampton will slot in or Jake Burke will make his debut as Tom Chester tore his ACL last week. So, yeah. like I said, just getting more and more difficult for them uh, in terms of their forward stocks and their... Had a few guys that have had to come back early or push through, and now you've got another one in Lukey who's still not 100%, so that's that's worrying. Mm-hmm. I think this could be one of those days where if everything goes well, the Roosters look like they built you know some confidence in their defense last week. They're slowly trying to get things back on track. Satili with another under his belt. Crichton with his under run, another under under his belt. I think the Butcher brothers have been brilliant so far this year, and the any job they do for the Roosters, they've been really good. Um the Manu Kiri combo so far, it's working. It's certainly made him better defensively. Mm. Uh, probably the one thing I didn't agree with, and again, they could have brought Walker back in, but they're obviously looking to persist with that longer. They've put Hutchison back in the centres again uh, with Momorowski hurting his shoulder. So unless they decide to make a late change there, they've got Billy Smith in their 22 and Tui Katoa. He's been caught up. He's in jersey 20. So there's a potential there that Billy Smith might be a late inclusion, Hutchison back to the bench and say a Turpin out, but I think we'll know what they're thinking with who they keep because with Brandon Smith under a cloud, they might keep Turpin and have him. Oh, you, they're, they're keeping Turpin, definitely. Yeah. So they've got an all-forward bench. Even Angus Crichton, Satili, they've played the centers and fourth they really needed to. Yeah. You can put Egan on that there. I think there's a way to cover it defensively. Yeah. I just don't like Drew defensively at center. And it showed the other week more so when they had him and Sam next to each other. It was a particular worry. With Manu, it's probably not as big a concern. But, um, yeah, I guess at least the way the Cowboys are playing at the moment, they're a bit under man in their forward pack. I wouldn't be as worried yeah. as what I was when Melbourne and a few other teams exposed it. So uh, I think this could be an opportunity for the Roosters to make a bit of a statement, to be honest. I yeah, like, I, th- I think so too. I like the Roosters. Yeah, so. And for the Cowboys, again, health-wise and... Situation at the moment, I don't know if it's going to get any better in the next few weeks. It's, it's a bit of a worry. It is, yeah. But Big time. Luckily for this log jam, they're still within touch, but can they turn around, get a bit of a run, and get a couple of bodies back? I don't know. Mm. Could be still a few weeks before we see Tamalolo or any of these guys back, so the damage could be done. And then Origin hits. But the odds with bluebet.com.au, heavy outside is the Cowboys, $3.75. The Roosters, $1.27 favorite, minus 10.5. The line there. And things wrap up with what I think will have the most points of the round. It's the Titans up against the Eels. Jaden Campbell has been named to start at fullback. But keep your eyes out for Keanu Kinney. He played in the trials. He's an absolute live wire. He's been murdering it for Burley. And they've got him in the side. There you go. So if they want to have some cover on the bench, Campbell could end up being pushed back to the bench to let Kinney make his debut. But we know that Campbell's a live wire himself. So I guess it's just whether they feel they need that sort of spark or the young man's played such good football they want to give him a chance in first grade this week um, interesting how that one goes four and played through injuries last week is uh, under a cloud so wait and see what happens there Brimson looks like he's going to be out for a month that one hurts 
Um, but other than that, it's the same side as last week. And for the Eels, Andrew Davey straight into starting in the back row after being brought back from the Bulldogs. Bryce Cartwright shifts back to the bench. And Ryan Madison returns on the bench as well this week. So that situation we said for them to work through things. I know Campbell Gillard's miss at the moment, but Lane back in the back row. They loved Davey a few years ago. Paulo, Hopgood now having a bench of Madison, Cartwright, hands to rotate there. Makatoa, I guess we've sort of seen a clearer picture of where their forward pack's going, in particular when Campbell Gillard gets back. It's looking a bit more stable than what it did the first few rounds of this year. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Um, this one's an interesting matchup again for me. Looking at these two, I think this literally could be anything scoreboard wise. This could legit be a sixty-plus point game. Could be, yeah. Um, if their halves play like they did last week and run and things get a bit loosey goosey, your left-hand side's obviously pretty dangerous, and that's where Parramatta generally can be scored on where Moses is. Mm. So I expect them to go a lot there with Fafita. Use him in all the ways they do, whether it be lead lines, decoys, his hands, early ball. I think the big one for me that worries me is if Foran's out. If Foran's missing, uh, that concerns me. Because he certainly gets yeah. the best out of Dave on that edge. And if that's the case, I don't know if they put Campbell in and let Tanner run it. Or we see another late thought in terms of a debutante. They've named Thomas Weaver, the young Aussie schoolboy half in Jersey 20 as well. Cool. So, not sure. But I'm, I'm slightly leaning towards power, but I'm actually not that confident. I sort of, no, man, you no. guys really surprised me. It didn't surprise me last I'm, week. I'm tipping the Gold Coast. I can't tip Parramatta. Mm. Especially if I'm going to survive here at home. Mm. Mm. Yeah, My wife know. and my daughter go for Parra. Uh, Ford Pack Battle, good. Mo and Tino up against Paulo and Hopgood and all those sort of guys. Like I said, I think Fafita will be excited for his matchup because Lane plays on the left, so he's going to get Davey, who hasn't played a lot of first grade this year on that left-hand side. Yeah. Davy Moses, that could be a spot that I think I'll certainly be trying to get at. So if you're looking for some uh, try square bets, look at the the left hand side of the Titans. Yeah. Um, that much similar for you guys, both can leak. Uh, this could be anything. I actually had a look, and I probably have to look again. I think over sixty points was like five dollars something. I was Just like, have hey. to worry about the condition of the ground. Yeah, well, that's the only issue in the last game, isn't it? Could yeah. be absolute chop city. But I want to find it now because I, the total points is 46 and a half over. So it's already probably a bit higher than usual. Yeah. Um, but I found my own total points market. I can't find it now. I always struggle on the computer compared to my phone. Mm. Mm. But all right, I'll go the Eels, not with much confidence. You're on the Titans, not much will. confidence. I've got all the confidence in the world, mate. The Titans. Go the Titans. Uh, the Titans of Bluebet.com.au, your $2.95 outsiders. Paramount Eels are a $1.40 favorite. So, there you go. Two different ones, Tigers, Eels, Eels, mm. Titans. Other than that, we're uniform across the round. Mm. Mm. No, Jerome. we've got one, one different, don't we? Two different. Yeah, two different. Tigers, Dragons, Eels, Titans. Oh, yeah. Jerome Luai is a punk. <laughs> <laughs> With a hippish haircut. Uh, that's too good. If anyone hasn't seen those Randy Wanless clips of Randy's bar and his version of 360 and calling it 4 and 20, the buzz the buzz is good. It's outstanding. We all appreciate good buzz impersonations, oh. but his buzz is good. His buzz is very good. And he's sitting on there when Latrell punches. I'd like to think that we were the pioneers of the first buzz impersonation. We there had... weren't many before us. We actually got buzz on the podcast. We did if have buzz. If you want to go back about two or three years ago, we it was had good. him on the podcast. We gotta get him. And he blocked me on Twitter and he and then he asked me why on the show. <laughs> did you swear at me, Brock? I said, No, I didn't swear at you, mate. He didn't remember why. He didn't I think he, he might have blocked me because he didn't like something I yeah, said. Yeah, you just mate. had chat, that's all. Because I said to him about the five year plan at Penrith. Something like that, yeah. Why do you hate Gus so much? So mate? he canned you. He but we had him on, we had a buzz off. It was good. Mm. He was good. Yeah, he was good now. It was funny when we were, when we were off the air too. Good human. He yeah. was good value. He's trying to help us and help us. But, yeah. Very kind man. Well, there you go. There's T- the don't you fucking turn on me. Don't, don't you turn <laughs> on me. That's Tuvi. <laughs> what do you think? Don't you fucking turn on me. <laughs> I mean, when Buzz pulls the it's knife ridiculous. out. ridiculous. I've got a blade. I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> He's got a blade. <laughs> the, uh, one, the one on there where he has Kenty in... Talking to Latrell and says you're 
you're a budget brand version of Greg Inglis or whatever, and Latrell punches him. <laughs> and then, then buzzes there going, oh no, he killed my Kenty. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Kenty. Uh, you can't do it. Let's go. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't do it, Latrell. Uh, that's too good. Uh, we're just going to throw it at the start again. That event, a lot of people are interested. Yeah. Forget your fucking interest. Say you're going. Get on yeah, board. we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna. Because again, numbers. for the lads at Squinners who are super keen to have us, if the numbers aren't there, we can't, in good conscience, take a business potential away to earn some cash on a night where people will sink a fair few schoonamis and sell some food. Yeah. So, take your interest and fucking turn it into a yes or a no. And you need to commit. All right. Commit. Commit. To the tackle. I know midweek is hard, and we said this before. Um, if not, we'll have to try something probably on a weekend later in the year. But yes. Unfortunately, it's a Wednesday. We're doing it. So I'm going to be there. You need to annual leave it, block it out, do something. Get on the train, get on the Rattler. But you need the numbers. Numbers need to be confirmed. Yeah. So we can get That's this sorted. Interested. Uh, with the lads. I'm, I'm interested right too. Yeah. But, you know. Get on board. But thanks again to bluebet.com.au. If you can have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. And also remember... On head-to-head bets, up to $100 max. If you lead by six or more at halftime, get paid out. If you lead by six or more at halftime, head-to-head bets, up to $100 maximum. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, there's a few people that listened through the other night. I got a good laugh. Saying if you're not listening to the back end, bang your head on the table. Yeah, good. Few also, I got some texts and some messages about the NFL stuff. People obviously like that idea, but as we said, the only reason that hasn't really ever got off the ground is because that's usually when football starts ramping up at the back end. Yeah. When the NRL season stops, then you're generally heading into a preseason and everything starts to ramp up on the other side. So, yeah. That's been the main difficulty. We're um, trying to get something like that off the ground, but yeah, there was a couple of good laughs. Yeah. People like some of the commentary and some of the comments. It was what good commentary. Oh, just some of the stuff we talked about then. What some through? people enjoy the dialogue, mate. When we just start talking shit, that's yeah, all. Okay. Uh, got a, got a few more episodes into Your Honor, the second season of Your Honor. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, it's okay. How's Brian Cranston going? He's looking like a homeless man. Yeah, yeah. Just walk around New Orleans, wandering around aimlessly. Yeah, gotta love that. I told yeah. you that I was obviously taking uh, on Yellowstone and progressing a bit further Yeah. for anybody out there I'm, I'm quite enjoying Yellowstone Succession I'm, I'm yet to watch because my partner's not interested so I'm going to have to take that one what do you mean you, are you up to date with it no nowhere near Succession it. Yeah. we're only three episodes in oh okay and she's not that interested so I was you like you need to right. take control mate so this no I just punted her I go anything you're yeah, not interested fine. in it's just mate yeah. so whenever you're not around that's when I watch it's even better when she's there I watch Succession uh, Yellowstone fair enough because she's in on that but Fair enough. Again, mate. not really paying attention, just staring at Casey, which for namesake is her name. And she's like, he's hot. I'm like, cool. If that's your only interest in the show and you're not paying attention. Yeah, it's a long time just to stare aimlessly. And that's sort of my point with succession. I was like, what do you reckon? She's like, oh, not much has happened. I'm like, you're kidding? They're talking about a billion dollar company being exchanged while their dad's in a hospital bed. There's a fair bit going on. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking Casey's, about. Casey's wife on Yellowstone's a, she's a 10. The Native American lady. Yeah. Glamour. Yeah. Not, Absolute glamour. Not a fan of her behaviour. No. Not fan. Yeah. Beethoven has his critics too. Beethoven, <laughs> you chop around. See if you can name through. Beethoven had his critics too. That's right, you fucking can't. Nice photo, nice it's little nice photo, photo. Jimmy. You can use it as your passport. Yeah, you are such a show pony, Mark. Yeah. What have you ever done that was good? Well, I bashed you, didn't I? Bashed I? you. That was good for a laugh. Like what you done with your hair, Keith? <laughs> No, um, no, it looks good, mate. Anybody that's ever asked, and we've had a lot of inboxes about that, about the finishing line of, is that it? That's Chopper Reed. Watch the movie. Is, is that it? If you've not seen Chopper, do yourself a favour. Yeah. Eric Banner, it's it's a very underrated performance in my opinion. Where are you commentating on the weekend, mate? Where am I commentating? Have you told the fans about your commentary this year? No, I didn't plug the commentary. You should. I, I should have. Um, I was lucky enough to get the gig with the Parramatta Junior League commentating their under-16s conference, which is with the Bulldogs. They've come together to put their best teams head-to-head to strengthen their junior leagues. Smart. Watched a very good game on the weekend. And then you look at the results. Obviously, the Bulldogs won Harold Matthews and won well. Yeah. Got all the young kids. Parramatta had a lot of year youngs play this year. A couple that are going to be playing this weekend. But I, I guess... Where did Parra finish in the mats? Uh, I think they were top four. Okay. I think... I'd have to look again. So I, what, I, lost a prelim? I think they might have lost... I'd, I'd have to look it up. Yeah. But I thought they were... 
top four in both. Because I thought it was them or the Bulldogs I thought were in both. Because Newcastle made both grand finals. I think Parra made the finals in both competitions. And Penrith made... Yeah, Parra lost to Newcastle in the prelim. Yeah. That's 18, what I thought. 16. So they won SG Ball and made that one. And so therefore you've got two of the top four teams, junior leagues, joined together. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Um, and then last year they, they did this competition, but obviously it wasn't broadcast. I think the two Bulldogs teams... Which speaks to what happened this year with the two teams in the grand final. It was Chester Hill, I think, and St. Christopher's, and then the Bulldogs went on to win Harry Matthews this year. So There you go. Um, Para on the regular season, Para finished third, Dogs fourth. Yeah. So months. there you go. But I think it's a really good idea. Um new guy, Adam Fairley, he's very, very smart. He's heading this up. He's been a couple of places before and likes to try and broadcast and get on top of a bit more of this stuff and have a bit more there for their junior development and their league. So He's got a lot of stuff going on here and a lot more initiatives and the Parramatta Junior League page is full of a whole lot more content and they're doing a lot more for all areas of their Junior League. So I can only see things getting better for Parramatta. And again, smart on the Bulldog side of things, much like Parramatta with changing demographics in their areas and trying to keep participation in numbers. They've thought it was smart to come together in those age groups for their Division 1 and put their best teams against each other. So rather than playing in your own competition where you might only have four competitive teams, say, or three and... And you've got a handful of guys there that are playing up and maybe... Well, it's interesting because they... Like when we were doing a little bit of Howard Matt stuff, well, it's almost 10 years ago now, mm. um, the Bulldogs were with the West Comp, weren't they? Yeah. I, I remember saying that too when we went out there. I didn't know the difference. And then I went back to one of the guys going, who's this guy, who's that guy? And they're like, Bulldog, 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 we have an agreement. Yeah. We can't touch one another unless they don't like him. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. So there was definitely some strong players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this year it, it looks like it's going to be a great year again. The Bulldogs teams are apparently strong. The team on the weekend, Guildford looks like they're going to be strong. Um, Parramatta returning to Mounties this weekend. Yep, going to Mounties. Out to Aubrey Keach. Got a game there. Guildford had the bye week one. Mounties played the grand finalists last week. So yeah, if you're interested or from those areas and you want to see your future, there's plenty of guys that are involved in Harold Matt's development squads and them move on and I think that was part of their idea here that this is the last true age group I'm sure you'd agree when all the best players are at club football after this they sort of yeah, don't come back naturally. they're all yeah. in development or SG ball or other squads and they don't play much club footy from here on out yeah. not saying that others don't get in later but the cream of the crop sort of start to yeah. move on past this yeah. point and this is sort of the last genuinely stacked age group So before they got chewed up by a system yeah if, if the game I had last week was anything to go by uh, it was a really good game Greenacre and Kellyville with some good players. Hopefully, uh, it's going to be a good year. But yeah, if you're looking for that and you're interested in those junior leagues and you're a Para fan or a Dogs fan, plenty of your future good players thing. or good junior thing. reps, 5 p.m. every Saturday, the match is around on the commentator. Happy days. So that's on the Parramatta Junior League page and obviously they have that up on YouTube. So if you want to hear me talk shit like I do here and you're interested in your juniors, I'll be there. Happy days. So there you go. We're looking for a bit of a rugby league. Nothing wrong with some rugby league. If you're at Magic Round, fuck you. I'm very jealous. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not oh, short yeah. of the weekend. It'll be good. We're still going to go and do the whole three days. Yeah. Well, I don't have many other was, people in my life. Last year might have been my last chance because it looks like. Don't shame that. Well, it looks like the New South Wales Cup are doing their own Magic Round. City Country, I'm involved in that, obviously. So I've got that on Saturday and then. Cup well, on Sunday. I'll give her out no, to Casey. She, no she's chance. motivated to come with me, but three days of her at the football rather than me and you on the screen is just not the same. I there's, need, no, I need. No, there's no way I'm taking my wife to Magic Round. No way. That's my point. Three days. She'll no, do it. I'd rather sit on the lounge with a box of cheesels and a box of beer. And that's the point I'm saying. That's it's, not, it. it's not the same. No way. And uh, one of my other best mates has got a tribe of children. He's never getting out of the state again. So. Yeah, no. That shan't be happening. So I, I don't have many options here, mate. No, you don't, mate. I don't at all. Like, the, the, the next time someone could possibly come, watch eight games of rugby league with me, eat Red Rooster at Suncourt, which is one of the fucking best things I've ever eaten in the ground when you're half cut. Getting, yeah. you know, a rooster roll or a flavour wrap combo, yeah, chicken strip sub. And just drinking tons of beer. Filling your boots on. I still don't think there's many better times than the two times we went to the Caxton. In particular, the time we had that much that you just stopped talking. Yeah. You went... You well, went. I, don't, I don't talk a lot to start. No, no, but it was great. We had that many beers, you just went like full mute, mate. I was just yeah. looking at you like, wow. Until I saw Glenn Boss. Yeah, G1. G1 Bossy. G1 Bossy. 
That was good value. He's like, oh, fuck, this bloke's recognised me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, mate? Like, mate, listen, my favourite horse of all time, Maccabi Diva. Give me a cuddle, Glenn. Come on, Glenn. Let Come me, here. Let me kiss your head. Come here, Glenn. Yeah. And tip us a winner while you're at it. What do you like? Yeah. You're, all, you're all crook. <laughs> give it, I remember. Give us something. We were very excited. I walked in, pulled a couple of hundred out of the ATM, had no idea still at that stage really about horses, gave it to you and was like, start backing things. Let's see what we can do. I think we won absolutely nothing. No, I think we went all right that night. New South Wales got dusted. That's the game when by half time the coaches hadn't even gotten the box and there was a try. Yeah. That was the Mitchell Pierce statue comment year, I think, where we got towed up by like 30-something. Um, wasn't great. Let's put it that way. But the day was great at least. What was the other time? The other time your mate hooked us up. He couldn't go, remember? We had the hotel for three days. That was grouse. Yeah, that was good. That was ridiculously that was really, good. Really good. We were just feeds, brekkie, and hanging out for a couple of days leading into the game. Yeah, it was good. Cushy joint, food. That was absolutely mint. Yeah. We've had some good times at Suncorp. Not many good results, mind you. I think every time we've gone for a big game. I've never seen New South Wales win at Suncorp. No, we saw Australia lose I mean, the World Cup too, remember? Five times. Australia. Yeah, we also saw him win. We saw him win in yeah. the ugliest game of all time. That was a shit game. It was horrible. We sucked. Yeah. Uh, we didn't We didn't really deserve to win, to be honest. But we did. But yeah, we, we've seen some historical moments, mind you. But we've not seen many uh, victories in the positive or what we've gone there to see, that's for sure. Yeah. But we always have a good time. And all we need to flash back to on the flip side of this, Brett at the casino, where it fell asleep while they were vacuuming. And there was literally no cars left in the whole building except our rental car. And he was waking me up on the stool at like 5 a.m. going, celebrity spin. I was like, can we go? Are you finished? I'm, I'm going to go. <laughs> He's just punching Red Bull. Was he looked like he... Yeah, he was. Just woke up. That yeah. had 20 beers and been awake for 24 hours. He's going, oh. It was hurting on that high chair. Hurting big time. Yeah. But there you go. Where are you on the weekend? We'll plug it again. City, Saturday, 2.20 p.m. <sighs> kickoff at Cogra. At Cogra, yeah. I don't know if it's a live stream. You said there is? Yeah, there is one. So I'm assuming New South Wales Rugby League? Yeah. So you can get there. They're doing 16s, 18s and our game. There you go. So if you want more football, it's you can watch all that and then watch our game and there's Magic Round too. So. You can have those games on your computer well, and have the NRL on your big screen. Or if you're bored during the week even, there's the stream games there to watch again later on. So Yeah, have a squeeze. You can watch it Got again. a couple of NRL. And Sunday. Played a bit of NRL. Where are you at on Sunday for Blacktown? We're at Blacktown. It's Magic Round, so Blacktown are hosting Three the games. second day. Uh, yeah, we're the three o'clock game. We're the main game, obviously, at home against the Dragons. Hopefully, no Zach Lomax. I know Jacob Little's been named. Yep. The chat is that uh, Lomax won't play, and I wouldn't imagine that'd be inaccurate. Well, so. I think the talk is they're playing North Queensland. They're staying up for a two-week trip. So. Bud Sullivan, which is good. They haven't picked was... him for this week, but they reckon he's going to fly up and be part of the trip to North Queensland, as will a few extra guys because they're going to... Oh, Sullivan's on the bench, isn't he? First no, I'm talking about Lomax. Yeah, sorry. He might not right. play Cup, but they're going to fly a few extra up because they're staying up there yeah. for the North Queensland trip. Yeah, they're just going to stay sense. out of Sydney and makes sense. try and do what they can do for two weeks to see what happens, which yeah. is fair enough. Stay away from the noise. Get into a camp-like sort of atmosphere. A couple extra bodies will go up and they'll go from there. Yeah, okay. So, you, you, like you said, you might be lucky. There might be a couple that get... Oh, we're, we're thin at the moment anyway. Look, oh, yeah. Yeah, look at Manley's injuries at the moment. So, suspensions. Mm. Yeah. We'll both be undermanned, but, yeah, game to be played. So, you, you pick and you play. Well, there you go. Shit ton of footy on the weekend. Magic oh, round. Lots of games. Boxes game streamed. I'll be calling another game that'll be streamed. There's football up to Yin Yang, so you're not short of options. And then during the week, if you're like me and you get bored, I go look up these streams as well if I haven't seen any other games and I'm looking for something to do. So your options are limitless there. But for anyone who is up there for Magic Round, enjoy. Get on the Skewnamis. Make sure you go to the Caxton. Hopefully your team wins and fingers crossed the weather's outstanding and the field holds up. God, I'd be angry if I went to Magic Round and my team got beat. Fuck yeah. off. Depends who they play. If I went out there and It'd we played... It would be worse for me. Like, if I went this year, they played Para the last game and, you got and they lost. Game. Oh, mate, I'd tear the stadium down. You wouldn't fly out. No. We'd lose you. Yeah, go on. If, if I went up Melbourne lost to see us, I'd be all right as long as it's a good game. If we got dusted, I'd be filthy. Oh, no. But it depends on the opposition. If you flew all that way and, like, we're there for a big weekend and they just got piked by someone you weren't expecting and you were ropeable, that wouldn't be grouse. You wouldn't be happy, mate. You wouldn't be happy at all. Didn't Para get beat? You beat them by 60 up there? Yeah, that was when Pat come off the bench and oh dear, 
66 or something like that. Imagine that. Exactly. Imagine flying up there for that. Just, just watch your team get absolutely bled. They throw on a guy who's oh. literally built like a fucking stick and he gets to score a double or something in 20 minutes or whatever it was. They absolutely ran right. Yeah, they did. They were just literally kicking off, taking two runs and then scooting around the outside of them, going 80 metres. You're like, wow, this is great. Yeah, no good. Mm. It's no good, mate. It's not, mate. But there you go. Thank you to Sinclair, Hyundai, Penrith, the Penrith Solar Centre and bluebet.com.au. Like I said, enjoy Magic Round. Enjoy your week and in general. Plenty of football, plenty of options. And for now, enjoy your weekend and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.